Welcome to Material, a show all about the Google and Android universe hosted on the Relay FM network. This episode of Material is brought to you by Linode and Ministry of Supply. I am one of your hosts, product designer, Yasmin Evian, and joining me as always, my wonderful co-host, tech columnist, Andy Anako. It means so much to me that you describe me as wonderful. I feel as though I've earned it, but I will try to earn it even more. And still wonderful. Still After wonderful. Still wonderful. You know, that doesn't mean anywhere near as much as me. It's like having two kids and one of them is clearly your favorite and you're like, oh, but I love the other one too, just as much, totally. (laughs) I mean, he doesn't get the same grades, you know, he's not as fun, he's a bit annoying to have around, but they're the same. Yeah, I never had to deal with that because I, you know, I only have one child and I love her equally as all of my children, so... Russell, thanks for letting us know that you have a favorite. Yeah, but we know your favorite is Google, Yasmin. If it had to come down between like Google and your daughter, like no offense, but we, <laughs> we, we know where that one would land. Well, it's, all, it's also very timely because this is the week after like all these companies have done their quarter, quarterly results. And although, you know, it might be okay to you that you're still simply wonderful, that means that when we graph it, your growth rate of desirability quarter to quarter is flat. <laughs> which means that expectations and demand for Russell is not increasing. And we're wondering, in a market in which lots of podcast celebrities are becoming more and more popular, more and more desired, what does this have to say about, let's say, Q4 2017's earnings call? It's true. Are you I mean, be the, facing some uncomfortable questions? They say, Andy, that a rising tide floats all boats. But I'll tell you what, there's so many podcast celebrities out there. It hasn't floated any of my boats. I'm sorry. I'm, my growth is still flat. But I promise, quarter one next year, uh, uh, my popularity is going to be off the charts. I'm not going to give you any actual numbers because that's not cool anymore. We're all wonderful. We're both wonderful. (laughs) And our listeners are wonderful. Everyone's wonderful. (laughs) Well, thank you. And also, a little bit of maybe sidebar thanks to listeners for not giving us heat about being so political last week. That's always a bit of a there's always a bit of bit of a challenge because there's always going to be people who are saying, "Hey, come on, you you stick to technology, the things you know about." Like, oh, but it was it was big Google news, so we talked about it. Uh, just one quick follow up to that uh, surprising very few people. Uh, Google has joined Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, the five families of of of, of organized technology plus about 100 other companies uh, filing an opposition brief to the Trump administration's travel ban, uh, basically pointing out all the stuff that is pretty obvious to a lot of people about the problems of uh, the travel ban and how it's going to affect technology companies trying to get get business done. Uh, so the, the, there's, there's, there's protests that involve gathering people on the campuses of various tech companies, and then there are the, the more legal sort of stuff where you hire people in boring suits to file pieces of paper to put additional pressure to make your uh, make your make your unhappiness known so things are things are moving things are moving now i didn't i, I i'm kind of lucky i was i was in san francisco uh, all last week uh, as you as you might have guessed from the change in my audio audio quality last week um, I did not see. I did not see any protests. It looks like I got to like San Francisco airport before like all the protests happened. So I didn't get any cool like rep building pictures of of me, you know, speaking truth to power. Uh, I did. I did visit the Google campus though, uh, and uh, I brought the I brought I brought my my little toy Holsteins, and the Holsteins did get their pictures taken in the Android sculpture garden. So I had, I had a couple of couple you people that I, that I didn't see. 
I went to the Googleplex and oh, did, they, did they let you in the doors? Because see, this was a surprise to me. I didn't realize the Googleplex doors. I guess that makes sense, but they're locked and they don't <laughs> let you in them. Because <laughs> the campus, uh, people that don't that have never been to the Googleplex, like the the campus is very open, almost like a university. Um, except you know you know they have their volleyball courts and their dining area or like picnic areas and a lot of cool places where you can just kind of lounge and hang out. But if you actually want to go into the building, it's closed. And I remember trying to find a restroom and I was like, I'm at Google. There has to be a restroom around here somewhere. And I was like, Oh, can I use the restroom? And they're like, Do you work here? And I was like. No, they're like, no, you have to go to the park. Yes. I'm like, oh my god, they're, well. they're, work, they're working on secret B day and toilet technology that they don't let other people. Oh my god, what a <laughs> I was like, please just just let me use the restroom. So they yeah. so they sent me to the park, to the park, not on Google Campus. I have to get your opinion on this, Andy. This is a this is a deeply, deeply political like Google issue. Do you feel that the statues in that garden have been let go a bit? Like when I was there, they were looking so run down. They've been in the sun for like so many years. No one had given them like, you know, that loving sort of coat of paint. What's what's your stance on this, Andy? They seem to have been freshened up. Uh, I ah. only had two complaints. Number one, as an American who's had many vacations on Cape Cod, I cannot be in a area for the public filled with so many colorful, oversized, amusing figures without expecting the chance to play mini golf. That was the one disappointment. <laughs> and yes. I just, I needed the, I, just one hole, just make arrange one, like you know, it can even be like the cupcake one, like the old, you know, the old versions that we don't talk about anymore. I just want to play one hole of mini golf where that is like the, the abstraction or the, the obstruction. Um, and the other thing is that it's, it's I guess it's the 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 statues are set up so that like a hundred people can get their pictures taken at the same time. When I was I was trying to get my, the pictures taken of my little my little cow figurines like in front of the in, something that's a composition that made it look like you could see like the whole wonderland of statues and they're arranged so that you can get a good shot of any one or two of them, but the other ones right, like yeah. the Android is like facing the wrong way mm -hmm. or like it's, it's at an angle and that's okay. Cause you know, there are lots of people, there are lots of people there and believe it or not for the half hour that I was there, there were so many tourists like unloading. There's, I think there was even a couple getting their like engagement photos taken there. Like wow. the, the photo they include. I, I need to befriend them right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My new that's, best friend. They're, they're, but they're, but they're still not going to use. They're still not going to be using Google Plus to make the announcement. They're going to do that oh. on Facebook. But <laughs> well, they're actually they're like trying that. to keep the list down, the invitation list. So they are. <laughs> they're going to send it to Google Plus. Yeah, no. Um, I I was I you know they, like you said they're kind of all bunched together all the Android uh, figures and you know I wish they they had some love. They were out. I wish there was like they were just out in the really nice field out in the grass where you can just lounge Great. and hang out with Android and, you know, have play some mini golf. I think that sounds like fun. If you but Google is... elect me as your president, does that work? Can you become president? <laughs> president of Google. Why president not? of Google? Well, Google. You, you could, you could just declare them a, a society in chaos and then annex it and then declare yourself the colonial governor until <laughs> free elections uh, can and will be uh, be be imposed uh, but it's but to, you know uh, uh, Yasmin is right it's like I've, I've been to the campus a few times this is uh, this time I really I haven't but I haven't been in like a haven't had a reason to visit in a couple of years so uh, I did get uh, pictures of uh, the Waymo self-driving car uh, I did teach it how to respond to a New England driver giving him the finger and calling him a freaking banny come on you don't know how to go around a row or for God's sakes 
Yo's <laughs> your blinkers. Yo's your blinkers. Oh, so Andy, they, can, so you, they, can you yell if, at that adorable little koala looking car? Come on. If it were if it were cuddly like a koala. It's, 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 fast. <laughs> it's, it's also faster than like a koala. I don't you. think a, oh, <laughs> I, I think I could dodge yeah, a we, koala. This one maybe not. We don't have the koalas here, uh, koala cars here in Phoenix, but we do have the Waymo cars like the the Lexus and um, I think we, I've even seen the minivans. So yeah. yeah, they're 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 here, they're everywhere. Um, there is also an update on Android Wear. Oh, oh. let me guess, <laughs> it's it's tiny, it has NFC, it's, and it fulfills all your last wishes. No, no, no. it's no? better than that, everyone. Okay, it's not better than that. <laughs> the launch, the the leaked launch date has been moved up one day. There we go. Oh, wait, it's official now, or it's still leaked? It's just one day earlier. It's still leaked, but they must have gotten the dates wrong. They're like, sorry, actually, it's a day up. So, um, which which is exciting because that's tomorrow before after we record, which actually sucks for you, listeners. But then, I guess when the show comes out, we can't. We still can't talk about it. But anyways, hey, by the time this show hits your ears, you will have new Android Wear watches, hopefully, unless there's a new leak where the date's been been moved back. They heard they heard my complaints and my rants about uh, about the watch, and they're just going to destroy the whole thing and start off fresh. Uh, I think I understand what they're doing. They're trying to get as close to the recording of a show as they can, so they give you a full week to get over your anger because they know by the time Yasmin comes back six days later that she'll probably be over it by then, that the rage just won't be won't well, be as fresh. No. Do you remember the release of Allo, Google? Yeah. <laughs> Never forget. Never forget. But, uh, Russell, you, you, have some, you have some feedback about the Pixel uh, standby life? Yeah, this is, this is long, long-term feedback. I don't know if you remember, but we used to talk about on the show, you know, how terrible Android's... Um, battery life was on standby you know you'd, you'd put a phone down with a sim card and you'd come back four hours later and you're like where is my battery and so uh, i guess as part of my profession you know i'm an app developer i tend to carry two phones so i have two sim cards i have an iphone i have the the smaller of the two pixels and i used to have this ports nine different forms of currency we yeah, know that's right go okay. be ready jason born <laughs> i only murder people in my spare time not not my, my work time so the the thing is like i always used to have this problem you know i'd have a nexus 5 or something i'd i'd use the iphone for like a few days so i take the nexus 5 home over the weekend and i'd be like oh perfect for the nexus i'll take oh it's flat and i've done that this week so i've got the apple watch on my wrist i've been all like iphone i'm testing some stuff that that we're working on um and i was pleasantly surprised so the pixel has a sim card in it it's not just you know turned off on airplane mode or whatever i took it home for the weekend um i just i checked it every now and again not that often by the end of the weekend so we're talking two full days of just not being charged at all this thing was on 90% battery. Like it had not gone down at all. And I, honest, honest to goodness, I've never seen that with the iPhone. Like I take the iPhone 7 home all the time when I'm using the Pixel as my primary phone and that thing is dead. On Monday morning when I've forgotten to charge it, it is dead. I don't, I don't know if I have different apps installed. Andy's making faces, but... It, no, I'm just... The, the it's, Pixel... It's weird. For, in my experience at least, and I know phones depend a lot on how you set them up and what apps you install or whatever, but my experience is you put... The iPhone down with a SIM card in it. Two days later, it's it's flat. This is the smaller of the iPhones. The same thing with the Pixel, ninety percent battery. So what, whoever works on the what do they call it, Doze mode or whatever at Google, hats off to you. You know you've done you've done something right. This is no longer a complaint for me anyway. Yeah, it's it's so many, I'm I'm embarrassed that I'm a fan of uh, Android. I, my daily carry is a, is a Nexus five X. I'm embarrassed that I have to be so excited about. Oh my God! I I charged the phone. I took off the charger in the morning. I kept it in the pocket and didn't do anything with it. And six hours and later, it's still, it's still there. 
it still had 40% of the battery left. That was wonderful. <laughs> because I just I just remember what it was like in those in those those wild those wild days in the wilderness where it's like I didn't why why are you run down? I just I I took it off the charger and I put it next to the sink while I went to take a shower, then went back and now you've got 80 per- why? And yeah, it's it it the, the the history of Android, it really is the history of all of the little horrible things that make life horrible that shouldn't have be a problem whatsoever being eliminated one by one by one. And it wasn't until they solved the battery problem with the, with those mode that I finally could say, yes, I don't have to I don't have to like pretend that it doesn't kill me every single time that I have to put not the not just the little battery charger, but the really big battery charger, not in my laptop bag, but in the pocket of my jeans because oh no, I'm going to be away. I have to check my bag when I go to the movies, and I'm I don't sure if the battery's going to last 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome, and I know what you're saying, Andy. Like we, it's odd to be celebrating this now, but I think as Android users, we we can celebrate the small wins. Like this is <laughs> this is a good one to have. I, I will say though, it does it does seem to go into deep deep sleep, and maybe that's why I get slightly better battery life than the iPhone. I suspect if you had them both in a pocket and you walked around all day, that the iPhone might do slightly better. But even there, they've they've sort of made huge improvements. I I tend to just go home and you know I actually put it on top of a printer that we never use, giant Canon printer that. I don't know how much it costs that we print something maybe once a year on and it's always out of ink. It's like, I'm out of ink. I'm out of ink. I'm like, ah, <laughs> how am I going to pay for all this ink? It's constantly demanding like more and more ink. But then I discovered that this show is brought to you by Linode. Linode gives you fast, powerful hosting for your projects that you can set up in just seconds. They have easy to understand tools that let you choose your resources and Linux distro, giving you the power and flexibility you need. And Linode plans start at just $10 a month and that gets you a two gigabyte Linux server in the cloud. And the cool thing about that is you've got two gigabytes of RAM, you've got disk, you've, you're just paying $10 a month, you've got access to a 40 gigabit network. Um, you can choose one of nine data centers to you know put this uh, VPS in. They have an API if you're, if you're a developer and you want to automate some tasks, you know they've got you covered there. Super simple scaling. If you decide you need more RAM or you need more disk space or you need to spin up more machines, easy. You just go into their admin area, uh, click, 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 and away you go. Uh, it's all manageable via the command line as well. So if you're more a, a Lish kind of person, L-I-S-H, I have no idea how you pronounce that. If you if that's more your thing, I use that from time to time. You know, that's built in as well. Um, and all their pricing tier t- tiers feature hourly billing. So you've got a monthly cap on all the plans. So your cap might be $10 a month. If you happen to delete the server, you're like, oh, I don't need this for half a month or whatever, you get $5 of that back. That's pretty cool. So... As a listener of the show, if you sign up at linode.com slash material, that's L-I-N-O-D-E dot com slash material, you will not only be supporting this show, but you'll get $20 towards your first Linode plan and you'll get a seven-day money-back guarantee. So nothing to lose. Go to linode.com slash material to learn more, sign up and take advantage of that $20 credit or you're already at checkout. You're like, oh, I'm too excited. Material 2017 is the code you want to use. So thanks to Linode so much for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. So our, one of our favorite apps, Google Maps, woo, we're all fans of Google Maps. They've uh, Android is receiving a new update uh, that allows you from the home screen of the Google Maps app that you swipe up and you're going to get local, nearby, and travel info. Uh, now, the old Google Maps had, had uh, this kind of explore feature already built in where you could hit explore and it would pop up all these different restaurants around you. So that's kind of the same uh, bit for the nearby restaurant uh, portion that they've kept in the app, but they've added a new one where they've added this uh, this like traffic app 
or not, sorry, not traffic app, this traffic tab that gives you real-time traffic to your home or work, uh, which is really great because in some instances, you know how to get to work. You don't need to know how to navigate there, but you want to know how long it's going to take you. And so getting into that tab is going to let you know real-time, hey, you better leave now because there's a lot, a lot of traffic. And then there's another tab for public transportation. Um, so I think all of this is pretty, pretty cool and helpful. Um, I like the public transportation, especially when I'm visiting uh, like San Francisco or something and I need to figure out how to navigate around there, having a quick tab that lets you know hey, it's going to take you about this long to get there, and here's all the public uh, and nearby stations, so here we go. So uh, I'm excited to get the update. I haven't gotten the update, uh, so has anyone else received this? No, I do have one thing, though, Yasmin. I'm getting constant, they're not ads, but little pop-up pop, pop blue things. They're like, you can book this trip with Uber. I'm like, I'm trying to get driving directions. I don't oh. need an Uber. Like, I'm driving. <laughs> that's uh, that's funny. Um, yeah, I actually, I saw that. Uh, I pulled it up. The other day, I was just opening the app and I saw this like, hey, Uber, please. I know we got a lot of backlash. Please, uh, here's the discount. So I, I have seen that pop up. Have you seen the nearby traffic notification popped up? Oh, I don't know if you've seen that. So, so the one that says there's so, congestion like nearby. Yep. Yeah. So there's a, there's a new one. So before in Google Now, it would tell you, hey, it's going to take you like 30 minutes to get to work. There's a lot of traffic, yada, yada. Uh, but now they they built this in kind of within the Google Maps and it's not tied to a location. But there, I just see this notification that says, hey, can, there's, a, there's light traffic around you or hey, there's a lot of traffic. You might want to head out, which is actually pretty helpful for us in the morning um, when we're getting our daughter ready to go to school. We don't put her, her school address in our phone to navigate to it. So this kind of lets us know, hey, there's a lot of traffic. You might want to head out soon so you're not late. So um, it's all, I, I think all these fun little little bits to, to help you and let you know how traffic is going is pretty cool. So I'm pretty excited for the update. Hopefully it arrives soon. Yeah. I, I think that Maps, everything's getting a lot smarter. I was so uh, – so many times I would be opening my phone last week and uh, wanting to uh, – intending to navigate towards a specific feature or specific app, but discovering that, oh, I don't have to navigate there because just as I was opening the Maps app to try to figure out where I was, it said, well, just a, yeah, just as a flutter, let's tell Andy – how long it's going to take him to get to the friend's house that he's st he's staying at and here is the tr here is the uh, transit information because he's we know that he's using he's he's not using a car he's using public transportation and it's just that sort of psychic ability to figure out that no we we know that he doesn't have a car for this week so we're not even going to bother uh, telling him what, tra what traffic is going to be like. We're just going to tell him the information he actually needs. Uh, and boy, was I uh, counting on that uh, time and time again. Uh, I, I, I'm feeling your pain too, Yasmeen. I'm, uh, there's, there's nothing worse than getting like an update, sometimes specifically from the Google blog, as they end, it's rolling out to all Nexus 5X users right now. And you're just you're you're wearing out the the, the touch sensor on that part of the phone because you've got the about <laughs> update, this phone update, page update. open update 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 your phone is up to date you lie why are you lying with your lying mouth that says only lies uh, I am so eager to get the Android 7.1.2 update uh, because it has the usual oh, bug fixes security patches all that sort of stuff but they've also brought in for the Nexus 5X a feature that is awesome from the Pixel uh, that actually I found that a lot of pixel owners don't even know that that 
the even when the phone has woken up, you can you can swipe down on the fingerprint sensor on the back of the phone, and that will pull down the notifications just as just as though you you'd swipe from the top of the screen. Only you you're able to do this one handed, and uh, it's because it's using the same sensor. There is uh, nothing horrible impossible about implementing that on the 6P and the 5X. Uh, at the time, uh, Google said that, yeah, well, it's not always just about the hardware. We'll wait and see. Uh, but no, they've actually rolled this feature out for the Nexus 5X with the 7.1.2 update. No news yet on the Nexus 6P, oddly enough. Uh, but I don't have, I don't own a 6P. I own a 5X. So yay me. Uh, that's <laughs> what, what I, I love. This is kind of like my favorite sorts of features where they just somebody it occurred to somebody both with the pixel and both with the 5x that actually you know what they it's not as though the fingerprint sensor stops stops existing when the phone is unlocked is there something cool and useful we can do with it when it's still when you've got a live phone in your hands and the number of times where i just want to check my notifications and yes particularly with the 6p and the, and the larger pixel phones your thumb isn't quite long enough to get to the top of the screen and just to that ability to just simply pick up swipe nope nothing nothing i need to talk about then putting it back on again i i wish that they would do more uh, do more short, shortcuts like that I, I wonder if there's i wonder if there are third-party roms you can install that lets it be like a different hot button like i'd love to have oh, that sure. I'd love to have like a press and hold for to activate activate the camera or something cool like that. Well, if you double tap on the power button, you could launch your camera. That is yeah, another one. I, I actually use that one quite quite a bit. Um, yeah, it's so essentially it kind of turns your back a uh, fingerprint reader into a trackpad. I know that's a horrible way to describe it because you're thinking, why in the world do I want a trackpad on my phone? But I. It, I've used it. I use it quite a bit because it's my fingers right there when I'm, I unlock. And mostly the best part of it is that once I'm unlocking, I'm usually wanting to check my notifications. So like it saves me having to, to grab my, you know, my phone from like the touchscreen and all that. I have caught myself trying to tap on the fingerprint reader, <laughs> trying to open up a notification. I was like, Yes, man, it's not an actual trackpad. <laughs> Slow down. Uh, it is, but yeah, it's kind of funny because it's, you know, you have the touchscreen right there and I have the the smaller pixel. So, I mean, my phone's not incredibly huge, but I have found myself kind of uh, really using that in the back. So it's, I'm, I'm happy it is coming to the next, some of the Nexus devices. You just got, I, you just got this idea in my head that, if so, if some weird manufacturer decided to put a trackball in the back of the phone, I would I would have to try that. I would not be poo pooing that idea because right now the idea of just having a trackball, even just for the nostalgia purposes. Now I know you'd probably have to have, have like the a black phone. <laughs> well, the, the little IBM thing that they used to have on their ThinkPads, you know, that, that thing was big. I think Toshiba or someone had those as well. Yeah, I, that thing had a weird name, but. Um, that would be cool because Android does have mouse support. You could click around. Yeah, Andy's laughing. <laughs> he, he remembers the name. Uh, <laughs> the, the thing I'll say, though, is if you want, a, you want an impressive party trick, this is literally the only time I use this feature because I'm happy to swipe down from the screen like an animal, but you can convince people that it's the hand in front of the phone that's actually doing it. You look, I look, I wave my Ooh. hand down and they're like, oh, how's the phone? I'm like, it's got fancy sensors. It's Google. It knows everything. And eventually they figure out you're just you're swiping the back of the phone. <laughs> 
you probably you could probably convince them if they're particularly paranoid to say that oh you know how like I was talking about about how I thought that I saw a notification and now it just automatically dropped down. I think the microphone must be active, don't you think? I think so. I have some friends that are convinced Facebook does that. By the way, they're like the other day we were talking about something and then we got an ad for something. I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe, maybe. But I want you to cast your mind back to an episode number that I'm going to have to look up another time. We interviewed Matthias Duarte head of Google Design, and I don't know if either of you remember who sponsored that episode. The sponsor was... Dropbox. Dropbox. It was Dropbox. <laughs> and isn't it interesting today that we have some news oh, that's that... that's weird. I never think about that. Yeah. Like, it's possible we set up this move that... Uh, I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Sorry, Nicholas. Please but Nicholas <laughs> Nicholas Jitkov, who was a principal designer at Google, you know, he's been there a decade since 2006, is leaving to be um, Dropbox's vice president of design. And I don't want to say we caused it, but, you know, it's entirely possible. But... Also, I've actually I've met a lot of designers from Dropbox, and this this surprised me when I first did. Is that you know you expect a company like Apple to have a lot of designers, they have a lot of UI and stuff that they have to build, a lot of products. You expect Google to have a lot of designers. What what I didn't personally expect is that Dropbox would have a ton of designers, and they really do. There's a huge, huge, huge design community at at Dropbox. They've got you know lots and lots of designers. They're all, and they're not just obviously working on the the little icons and you know you get in your Finder and your Windows Explorer the little green tick. It's not you know twenty five of them sitting down and going what shade of green should this tick be? You know there's a lot of internal projects that they work with. Um, there's a lot of products that they've tried to launch. I don't know if anyone's played with Paper or any of the other things. There. It it is really if you're a designer and you're you know really wanted in the industry, it is a really cool place to be because behind the scenes they're working on a ton of stuff that that you know you and I don't see. Some that you know, I found out a few, about a, a few years ago that hasn't even launched yet. You know, will it launch? I have no idea. But I, I can see the attraction of someone who's, you know, they've, they've worked on material design at Google. They were part of bringing that out. To have the opportunity to be the vice president, you know, of design at, at Dropbox, that's that's a much bigger opportunity than it might sound. You know, I know a lot of people, they sit there and they're like, oh, Dropbox, that's the, the thing I move my files with. But there's so much more to, to Dropbox than just that. Yeah, they're working really hard on that because now that they they've they've Dropbox has had the realization that we are holding all these Microsoft Word files and all these Photoshop files. We this is an opportunity for us to also let people work with those files. Like, why should people necessarily have to open up a different sort of reader or a different sort of bring it back bring it back into the desktop in order to do something with it when all they want to do is make some comments and put things back on it? So I really think they're trying to move into a little bit more like a software platform than anything else. And this also makes sense. There's designers, I think, get kind of itchy because if you if you really? I know so many yeah well well it's a high high pollen count in San Francisco because of all the rains I I don't I don't know why but every every third conversation I have with a local in San Francisco is oh sorry boy all these rains have really like done done a number on my sinuses I'm sorry about your sinuses I I don't know what that's that kind of suffering uh, but is it but people who are stuck in one stuck in a fantastic job they just like other creative challenges and then there's also uh this is if uh, we're going to add this to the line of of speculative uh t-shirts that we're going to that we're going to make the new one is i realized we can make a fortune at uh, among google and facebook and uh, and apple employees a t-shirt that simply says off campus i'm kind of a big deal <laughs> <laughs> because you know, because you're 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 at Google and you 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 got this really high position of, of responsibility and authority, and people don't know that no no I'm not just an engineer on the material design team. Like if I if I if I go to a design conference, 
I can't even go to the bathroom without signing, autographing somebody's somebody's tablet because I'm such a god. Here, I gotta wait in line for a burrito like some sort of animal. <laughs> I will say I experienced that once. Uh, we have a designer here at Melbourne Market, which is quite well known. Hey, Mark, if you're listening, he is, is working at a product called Scala. It's a design tool, and he gave me a T-shirt. And so I'm like, oh, who's gonna know what this is? They're gonna wear this T-shirt to like a conference, and I wore it to one day of WWDC. And because not many people know what Mark Edwards looks like, the amount of people that accosted me, Andy, they're like, oh, oh my goodness, are you, are you Mark, Mark Edwards? Edwards? When, when, when's Scarlet coming out? I'm like, I know I have an Australian accent. I'm not Mark. And by the end of it, I just had to go with it. I'm like, yeah, it's an amazing product. It's out next week. You know, here's, you know, sign up for the beta here. And I think that may have caused Mark some angst. I don't know. But these designers, they, they are a bit like that, you know, in their, in their communities and they're quite small communities, but in there, they're, they're, they're rock stars, you know, they, they all meet together and they're like, yeah, stars i'm sure they got a secret handshake they maybe got you know a five-step greeting that they do that's that's what designers are like isn't that right yasmin of course of course <laughs> and so like behind our glasses we have like secret symbols that appear so we know we know secret things about all the other designers around uh no but um yeah you know he's gonna be vp of design at dropbox and that's a pretty big deal to be the vice president and kind of lead those efforts. And, you know, he was very instrumental in helping uh, create material design and involved with working with the marketing and search teams to ensure that Google's new design language was being enforced throughout the company. And, and I'm sure being a part of that is uh, really awesome, but there's also that whole, like, Oh, what if, what if I got a team that I could lead um, and take that? So congratulations to him on his new venture and, Please do not blame us, or maybe you can thank us because Dropbox sponsored that Matias Suarte episode. Google, please don't blame us. Dropbox, you can thank us. So. No, no, but Russell, you know, hey, you, it looks. Were you, were, you, were you suggesting that the fact that that Nicholas did not get an invite to be on our show, but <laughs> his rival did, was is what for the final spike that drove that wedge between the between the, between the company? Yeah, it's it's that moment in every movie that you see, you know, these two people they're vying for like a very similar position. You know, one's maybe more qualified than the other, but the other sort of has contacts, you know, and they end up on a podcast. This is is a really common Hollywood plot. I'm sorry to bore you with it, but the person that ends up on the podcast, you know, gets all the glory and whatever else and the person who doesn't get to be on material podcast mm. well you can't really blame them for sort of you know seething inside and being like well why didn't i get an invite like i'm just as much responsible for this as him maybe more so like uh, do i not get the acknowledgement and then to lash out you know they, they have to leave for and what's the one place they're going to choose you think about the hollywood script it'd be the sponsor of the show they're like oh <laughs> I, know, I know how to make this count i'm going to go to the sponsor of the you know of that podcast Hey, if they're so good I enough to sponsor material, saying. they must be pretty big. That must be where the, where the action is. So what you're saying is if you work at Google, reach out to get on this podcast. Yeah, so that your rival <laughs> can get a job somewhere else, yeah. It's also a signal that you're fishing for, for a better job someplace else. So when it comes time for contract renegotiation, your appearance on material can only be give you leverage. Materialpodcast at gmail.com, is that right? If, if you're looking uh, for it yes, to, you know, accelerate your career and you're currently inside Google and you want to be somewhere else, reach out. We're here. We're here for you. And it couldn't it couldn't hurt to dress a little better either. You know, <laughs> everyone once in a while should put in some effort. 
know, maybe get a haircut every now and again. Work on the uh, the personal hygiene just a, a little bit more than you have currently. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but you know, just you could always up your game you know, to the next you know, level. I think we've scared we've scared them all off. Uh, but hey, Google, <laughs> if you need someone to fill in that role that Nicholas has uh, left vacant, you know, you can reach out to me at the material podcast at gmail.com. I will I will get that email. Uh, but in the meantime, people that are keeping me going is Ministry of Supply, and this episode of Material is brought to you by Ministry of Supply. We all know what it's like to spend over 40 week hours a week in an uncomfortable work clothing. It's not fun. These clothes are restrictive and unbreathable. And by the end of the day, you're, they're all wrinkled. Uh, but this is where Ministry of Supply comes in and fixes it. They make performance clothes for the modern workday. Uh, workplace, but it's launched by MIT engineers. Ministry of Supply combines human-centric research, performance technology, and tailored design to create wear-to-work clothes for men and women like dress shirts, blouses, and pants. Their garments work with your body to provide maximum comfort, and they have these uh, features like temperature control and wrinkle resistance and extreme stretch to give you a sharp professional look all day. And let me tell you, they sent me um, a shirt and pants and socks. I mean, they, they're setting me up. They're like, Yasmin, we're going to make you look awesome on whatever interview you have. And can I tell you that I did not want to take off that dress shirt on? And that's that does it. That's something that's something that comes out of my mouth so much because I'm always like, give me just a t-shirt. I just want to be comfortable. But the shirt was so, so comfortable that I didn't want to take it off. I was like, I, I want to keep this on. This is comfortable. It was the it was Ministry of Supplies easier than silk shirt. Um, and it looked great and it stretched, you know, so I was really comfortable. And it's wrinkle resistant, which means next time I have to go grab that, um, it's not gonna be wrinkled. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be looking sharp. And the socks are amazing. And although unfortunately they do not smell like coffee fiber, uh, they still are great. The smarter dress socks are made out of coffee fiber that wicks sweat and absorbs order. And I can confirm that when I was marching with A's, it kept my feet super, super awesome. So Ministry of Supply offers free shipping, free returns, and a 100-day no-questions-asked return policy. To find out more and get 15% off your first purchase, go to ministryofsupply.com forward slash material, or you can visit any of their nine retail stores, including San Francisco, Atlanta, Chicago. And if you mention the show, you can also claim 15% off. So seriously, go to Ministry of Supply, get you some nice socks, and get them for 15% off. I want to thank Minister Supplies for supporting the show and all of Relay FM. Yeah, so take it from Yasmin in your next protest march. You know, you might be offending people with your politics, but you won't be offending people with your embarrassing your foot odor. Thanks to Ministry of Supply. <laughs> I just want to know how it wicks away orders, Yasmin. Are you making uh, Amazon orders as you're walking along? You're just wicking away those uh, orders as you walk. <laughs> orders. Oh, ah, it's a hard word, right, Russell? <laughs> oh, I know it is. <laughs> Ad reads are hard, people. <laughs> uh, well, there's a really cool research paper that was published by uh, Google Brain just a few days ago. Uh, this really got me. There, there, there are some things you learn, and you just wind up leaning back in your chair, thinking about all the different ways that this research can make things better. Uh, so they, the paper was entitled "Pixel Recursive Super Resolution," although everybody's going to be calling it the the Blade Runner style photo enhancement. Uh, this is a system by which. They can take just a blob of pixels, and I'm talking about like an eight by eight blob of pixels that looks like nothing. It looks like 
Legos before you step on them in the dark. It looks like nothing. And because of Google Brain Magic, it can actually resolve it into not only a human face, but a recognizable human face. Uh, the paper has some demonstrations of uh, here is the here's an eight by eight blob. Here is a 32 by 32 pixel assumption of what this algorithm thought this blurried blob could possibly be and then that's side by side with the actual 32 by 32 image sample that uh, generated that blob um, now that doesn't mean that you'll be able to just aim your camera vaguely at the side of the planet with something of interest on it and then it can do infinite zoom and you can read the newspaper of somebody at a cafe in, in, in Paris if there is not too much cloudiness over the Atlantic Ocean that day um, it's more like a image if it's more like simple image enhancement uh, it it's doing some really clever stuff though through its AI. It what it's doing is when it's identified a sample that is uh, out of focus or it doesn't understand what it is, it's actually comparing that to millions and millions and millions of samples it's taken through all the different photos that the system has been exposed to and sees that okay, there's an 80% 80% of the time when we see a piece of blur like this, it turns out to be the corner of a human being's eye. So we are going to make it look like the corner of a human being's eye. So it's synthesizing something. It's not finding detail that is actually hidden in there. It's actually synthesizing something. But because it's had exposure to so many blobs under so many circumstances, it can actually do a really, really good job of figuring these things out. So that's uh, the, the implications are like uh, so many times it can, imp I'm sure that it can improve OCR recognition. Like when you have these characters where we don't, it could be a Y, it could be a G. It could compare to a million kajillion different times where it's seen blurry letter G's and says, okay, this looks more like a G than a Y compared to other blurbs that we've seen uh, in that sense. It's also uh, almost certainly going to be a big boon for mobile photo taking because, uh, the, of course, the biggest problem that uh, that phone cameras have is high ISOs when anytime where there's not enough light to take a good picture, but if you increase the sensitivity, you increase a whole bunch of no sensor noise, given the millions and millions and kajillions of phone pictures that it can see, it might have the ability to see that, okay, it seems as though seven times out of 10 when we see a blob of ISO noise. It's actually referring to this here is it, it's actually like grill work. And it's actually kind of similar to what you would see on the side of a building. So we're going to make this patch look like the side of a building and it won't be good enough that it will look as good as a uh, as a, a professional camera or even a phone camera that took a really good picture but it's going to be good enough to make you think that this sensor is 80 times better than it might have been it, it it made me think about uh, the strength of google's approach uh, and how it helps all android phones i uh, I, I was in grumpy mode when I was packing for the script. And when I'm in grumpy mode, I'm like, oh, what, what a stupid, stupid tripod. Look how big it is. I don't want to carry this big tripod everywhere I go. And I have to brow myself, browbeat myself into saying, yes, Andy, but you're going to be taking pictures of the cows at the sculpture garden. That's going to be so much easier if you have, okay, fine, I'll take the truck. But I'm not, I'm not going to take the iPhone, too. I'm just going to take my regular Nexus 5X. I'm not going to take the iPhone. But, but, Andy, it does take better. It's the, it's the 7, uh, 7 Plus. It does take. I don't care. It's, it's going to take the 5X. Uh, and I'll be darned, just to, just by keeping it in HDR Plus mode, I wasn't sad that I didn't have a 
quote unquote better camera phone with me. And this new uh, pixel recursive super resolution is another thing where they can increase, they can make your existing phone camera better through the standard camera app without having to promote, hey, look, we've got this new system that has a much, much better sensor in it. It's got two lenses for far and near subjects. They can just say, okay, that's nice. We're introducing uh, Android 7.2.1, which gives you 20 megapixel photos off of a 12 megapixel sensor. And we're not charging any money for it. And it doesn't matter where you buy the, fo- fo- buy the phone from. <laughs> but but hey, that 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 new camera system on the neck on the on the thousand dollar iPhone eight. Congratulations! It sounds like it takes really spiffy photos. Or Andy, or we could take it to Twitter and you know various news sources where they do you do things like pixelate your credit card number or you pixelate someone yeah. you know criminal's face and you depixelate it. I mean, like you say, Andy, it's it's not magic. It's looking at other images that it shrinks down to eight by eight and it says, hey. This is roughly what these kind of things look like. The thing I find interesting is uh, I used to work with someone who was heavily, heavily, heavily into writing um, image resizing algorithms because there's all these different ways you can do it because you're trying to take something that's really big and make it into far less pixels and, you know, there's all these different strategies. One is to look at the, you know, the 9 by 9 grid around the pixel and say, okay, what's the closest approximation of a color I can make this that takes those, you know, nine pixels around it and just turns it into one. There's others which look for the, you know, hard lines and things are like, right, I'm going to look for hard edges and I'm going to, you know, preference those over other things. Uh, There's all sorts of, you know, resizing algorithms that have have come out of research and, you know, implemented in Photoshop and things like that. I find it really interesting that they're trying to go back the other way. They're like, okay, if this image was, you know, resized using a a bicubic method or a nearest neighbor method, like what, what can we infer like to reconstruct the image at the other end? And some of the results, you know, Often it'll alter the person's face because obviously there are only 8 by 8 pixels. What, what are you going to do with that information? But some of them end up being pretty darn close to the, you know, the original sort of source image that they're, they're referencing. And that, that is amazing. You know, that even just if you ignore any practical applications whatsoever, just the fact that a computer can do that is, I don't know, that's, that's pretty damn cool. Yeah, the, the best way to think of it is that it won't reconstruct a picture that's that's clearly Gloria Stefan, but it will reconstruct a face that looks like Gloria Stefan, which is good enough. Yeah. Yeah. One one thing to note is that it's the image is not real. So what it's what it's getting out, like the final image where you can actually see someone's uh, a face and features, that's not real. There's, someone describes it almost like a hallucination uh, of the image. And so I was like, oh, that's a, that's a great way to think about it. Um, they're at best, they're a guess and nothing more. So that is something to consider that hopefully people don't use this as like, you know, oh, th- this is exactly the person because we use Google Brains, you know, algorithm and we right. found out who it was. But, you know, this, this could help you... Um, find a, sus- a suspect if the image was blurry to kind of give you a better idea of what they look like. But uh, yeah, I mean, this definitely raises a whole lot of uh, security issues because yay, that's kind of the world um, we we live in where, you know, you, you have all these connected devices and so many things that are taking uh, images and photos of you and you think, oh, it's like kind of this blurry picture. And with the technology that's out there, um, they can probably get a pretty good glimpse of your face. So it's a it's a wild, wild time to be in for sure. I will say I work with a lot of designers from time to time. One of the biggest tips they gave me early on is don't 
if you're going to post your credit card online, I don't know why you're doing this, but if you're really desperate to, don't blur out the number, just physically white it out because if you blur it out, there are people who will be able to reverse engineer that back into the original number. So if your intention was to to hide something just by doing something that a human can't obviously see, you, you know, once, you, once you've blurred a number, humans can't tell what that is. You know, we can try and guess, but good luck. But an algorithm can because it, it knows how the blurred, you know, algorithm works and it can look at, you know, hundreds of other images that have been blurred and go, oh, yeah, that's how I reconstruct those numbers. So if you really want to post pictures of your credit card online, make sure you actually just white out that entire area. Don't, don't bother trying to mask it in some way. Yeah, I think that there are actually court cases where uh, a criminal decided that he's he's got to have this photo out there. But hey, I'll I'll, I'll they won't be able to tell it to me because I'm going to blur out my face. And it wasn't even just like you know a, a, a graph a a blur algorithm. They they decided to be even more clever and use swirls and stuff like that. But given the given the scale of the crime that had been committed, they were able to simply unwhirl the face and unblur it and find out. Oh, yep, that's Dave. <laughs> what it, that's let's go let's go pick up dave uh but that that's that that is an excellent point uh, i see that a lot with people doing things like in pdfs where it's like no you realize that it's just a graphical layer on top of what else but the other things there were there were there were cases in which uh like governments were uh were releasing of course with, with uh, documents with censored information not realizing that it's really easy just to open that edit that file directly and remove all those black bars uh but uh, so yeah, that's it's that always that 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 always is something to think about. Uh, I'm I am paranoid about my credit card number to the, to the extent that even when I'm using a, a card reader, you know, a chip and pin reader, like at the store, I'm actually holding my hand over the exposed numbers. Uh, but that's those their best practices. I think we should all know and embrace. I only try to take a picture that one time, Andy. You gotta let it go. <laughs> you gotta let it go. I only bought a small yacht. Hey, I mean, you, what's the big deal? If, if, just... all, if, if, if of all if all the credit card numbers you want to steal, you want to steal the credit card of a freelance journalist yeah. who works for a print publication. Uh, hey, if you want that, if you want that eighty dollars credit limit, by all means. <laughs> I think we're better better off you seeing uh, Russell's. Can we call you CEO? We're just gonna call you CEO. CEO, yeah, I've been promoted. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, there is a new rollout coming out. If you have more than 10,000 YouTube subscribers, oh, just, I just, have I'm a new pause, for you. Pause here. Hands hey. up if you've got more than 10,000 YouTube subscribers. Anyone here? Oh, uh, uh, sorry. Because I, I don't. Material I don't, podcast. I'll see, if, one I'll see if I can gloat for a sec. Oh, Andy might. Andy might. There you go. Oh, we could let's have a find test out. Subject. Well, Andy, then you can actually use this out. So uh, last year, YouTube, uh, they, they released this mobile live streaming from your Android device so that you could, you know, stream live on on Android on your mobile phone. Um, but before, they were pretty selective on which channel had that feature. But now they finally rolled it out. If you have more than 10,000 subscribers or more, you can... You can broadcast live from the mobile app, and I don't think any of us have that many subscribers. So I'm sorry, we can't test it out. Andy, it's we need we bad. need to know your YouTube handle. We need to plug this. Yeah, we need to get YouTube you to ten thousand we'll for to research yeah. this for our show. I I am simply Andy Anatko, the Andy the Andy Anatko channel. Uh, maybe maybe it would help if I posted more than once every five months. Maybe people <laughs> are looking for more frequency of content than that. This oh, is well. a. Well, they get- actually will be interesting to see because, all right, so you have a lot of vloggers, blah, blah, see what the V, 
video bloggers uh, out there. Like I, it's actually, it's kind of fun following these people. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like I know so much about your life. Like this is, this is more than I know about my like best friend maybe. Um, But it's, I wonder if any of them are going to be using it because Yes, it's not going to be as good quality as if you had a DSLR camera, that which most of these people do carry around. But I'm curious if they were using YouTube Live as a part of that, what, you know, if uh, they would change to use that instead. I know that Mike Hurley, our, I don't know, what do we call him? Boss man. One of our boss man. One of the boss people. Uh, <laughs> no boss man he, without he a boss a, man. He has a... He has a YouTube channel that he uses, and I think he mostly just uses either the Pixel or the iPhone to take to take his video. So if he got up to 10,000, I wonder if he would do his live live streaming here. Oh, I don't we'll know about that. Because my, my kids, Yasmin, and I'm sure if, if any parents out there are listening of young children or you have nieces or nephews and you've heard of names like, you know, uh, Stampy, Cat something or other, Dan TDM, like these these people are huge in the YouTube world. You know, they have, I don't know how many millions and millions of like subscribers on there. And I already find it weird. Like every now and again, I'll catch my kids talking in like a British accent. And I'm like, what? We don't know any like British people where this accent came from, and then you realise that all the content they're watching on YouTube are are these you know people from England that are you know live streaming games or their life or something about their their two dogs or whatever. I'm scared if they start you know live streaming into my house as well. I don't I don't know how I feel about that. There's this this guy Dan TDM is already coming to like Australia to like sold out like stadiums and things. So yeah, he doesn't need more fans. Get out of my house, yeah. British man. I think that I think that's so cool. Every every time, every now and then, when I check out what's like the top one hundred uh, most popular channels, and I say, "Wow, here here is a woman who gets like consistently five six million hits reviews per video," and how do I not know who this person is? How can how can you be that famous without everybody knowing? And that's that really shows off how old I am. Where the the old model, where the only way you could be you'd have millions of people who've seen you has been you you're 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 on a sitcom or you're in a movie now it's like no you've got just a small audience that loves you that doesn't see other things and they, I keep... no and it's oh, it's yeah. amazing because they they get like um the the gatherings i don't know what they if they have a special name for them but they'll be like hey i'm gonna be in this city and like <laughs> yep. in a in a day like or this afternoon come say hi and they like a whole group of following of people will come and then they'll record it for their you know vlogging episode it's actually like it's a super super interesting culture um uh, to be part of like or i'm not a part of it but just immerse yourself in because i've been watching some of these videos and yes yasmin has too much free time on her hand uh but yeah it's uh it's funny because you know we we launch youtube like every night just to kind of catch up on what's going on and there was one time um i stayed up late because i was watching this man's journey of like he was visiting north korea and he was teaching kids how to surf and i was just like i watched every one of those north korea days um and so then i subscribed to to his uh, youtube channel and now i see like little updates i'm like oh my goodness his 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 sister's having a baby random facts <laughs> of these people life but it's um it's, it's yeah it's pretty amazing they there's a there's yeah. a whole culture out there I, I i often say that this I, i've i've came up with this a long long time ago when i tried to explain to uh, uh friends of mine uh like what why uh, there are pictures of me with people i don't know from like mac world expo and places like that say, are you famous? And I have to explain to them, like, 
there, there's a line from To Be or Not To Be, who's a, a Jack Benny movie, and of course was remade by Mel Brooks, in which uh, the Mel Brooks and uh, Anne Bancroft play husband and wife, like the uh, uh, lead actors in like the national theater of Poland and Poland gets, uh, gets uh, invaded by the Germans. And now, and Bancroft is trying to explain to why the, 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 the new, uh, the new uh, uh, military governor of, of the city, why they should keep the, the theater open. I said, well, I'm surprised you never heard of my husband in Poland. He's world famous. And that's, that, that's what I keep thinking. It, it, that's, I keep defining it as in Poland, I'm world famous, meaning that there is in a small, small community, nobody can possibly believe that this person is not going to be mobbed wherever they go, not knowing <laughs> that. Yeah. And in Home Depot, I wait in line like everybody else because they're the people in Home Depot are not one of my 20 million YouTube subscribers. <laughs> I'm gonna, the last thing I want to say about this, Andy, is Andy's pasted his YouTube channel into the Slack chat. And these URLs are horrendous. Where's the plus Andy Nutt or something? It's like U C L E G J R P and just must, like a long, long that, string that, of characters. That might be, right. an, that may be an Anako problem and not necessarily a YouTube problem. So I, <laughs> I think got, you, I can add, that, you can add your own URL to that. Yeah, that's probably, again, I don't, I'm not really good at this. <laughs> this is how you get to I, the 10,000, Andy. You've got to master some of these things. I do have to say that U C L G uppercase J R P V A T V V O U X. F I S N uppercase J S M Q. Not that much harder to spell than my own last name, so I probably <laughs> should have no right to complain about. We those. should just put that at the there, end of the there's show. There's a link in there. Yeah, in the show <laughs> exactly. notes. Go out, Andy. Get him to mm. get him to uh, ten thousand. So, yeah. Spe- speaking of links and show notes, we've, I've had this story like, and I keep cutting and pasting into show notes week after week after week, and it's such a good story, but it's not timely, and we never get around to it. And it looks like we're not going to get around to it now. And this is—I I don't know—I don't have an official rule of how many times I will continue a story over before it goes to the island of, of misfit toys. So I'm just going to say there was a Wired magazine last month had a really great uh, interview with uh, John Wiley, uh, Google's director of, uh, of immersive design, uh, and lots of other people who are working on daydream inside google and it's a really great uh, uh interview about the conversation about how hard it is to figure out a brand new user interface and what are the basic rules that you're going to ignore and what are the basic rules that you're not going to discover until you uh, until you until you get there uh and uh, it's so i'm we're, we're not going to discuss it because we don't have enough time but the link will be there but i will uh, I, I will read you a, a couple of quotes that it's like um they're at uh, uh, they're at uh, Daydream Labs, which is the engineering team uh, uh, led by uh, a fellow by the name of, of Rob Jagno. Says we have, we have one job, which is to make t- stuff. Uh, they'll strap a head stri- headset on someone, show them a bunch of tiny variations on an idea, and pepper them with questions. Their first project was text, testing how far away and how big copies should be to be readable. Drums were second. He said people liked drums. Uh, one answer they found to how to how do you make typing not suck was to make it feel like drums. And they demonstrated with the, for the person uh, writing the article, I type words like I'm playing a xylophone. It's fabulous. And I, I would buy a big keyboard, a physical keyboard like that. If you give me two <laughs> big mallets and I can just like pound letters like that, I would I would have so much productivity. <laughs> I could be into that. That that'd make writing code like all that more special if you just like, especially the the hard methods. You just bang a bit harder, and you like you know whack the keys. That'd be very cool. Especially especially writing like customer support emails. It's like thank you for your email. It seems as though you were using a pirated copy of the software. If you were to download it from the Google Play Store. <laughs> oh, Andy. yeah. I- 
just it's definitely when, when you're <laughs> when you're playing with a whole new medium that you don't have a whole lot of patterns and things to work out of because it's so new um you really do have to do a lot of that research to find out hey, can you read this? No, you can't read this. Okay, how are you going to interact with this? What's going to make this easier? And um, it was fun having the daydream uh, people over talking to us a, a couple of long, long time ago, uh, episodes of the them prototyping and the things that they prototyped and just something so basic in how you interact and, hey, do you actually want to see your hands or do you not want to see your hands? Like, do you want to see them attached to your body or do they want to see them out? Like just little things that they that they have to uh, research and stuff. So yeah, go read the article, go listen to the Daydream episode if you're still, if you're interested in this stuff. I have to give you one more quote from this article that Andy's pulled out. Um, he's talking about their job as designers and he says, our job as practitioners of design is to bridge the gap. Computers on one side, humans on the other. I, I kind of love that, you know, the whole progression from you had a text-based interface and you had a graphical interface and they have touch screens and you got voice control. Like the whole single purpose of design is to make things like computers, you know, usable by humans. So that's kind of cool. Human-centered design, <laughs> human interaction. <gasps> oh, no, we've triggered Yasmin. She's, she's triggered now. <laughs> it's over. So, <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah, it's it's awesome. I'm excited. I, I think the one of the things that I'm most excited for, like, in the future to work with as a designer is voice. So, like, really no UI just how you interact with that because that is in its purest form just having this uh, conversation and com and communicating with a computer and maybe something that comes like the most natural to us um so i think that's pretty cool i mean also if if uh, it were to be able to read sign language that actually would be interesting to see how people um who can't who can't speak if you know they can't use google home so if there was a a, a type of device that would work like Google Home before them. Anyways, that if anyone's working on something like that, reach out because that sounds fun. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty cool. Like, like there's, there's a famous or uh, a quote by Douglas Adams that should be more famous, uh, talking about the evolution of what uh, computer uh, CPU uh, clocks are being used for these days. That at the very very begin at, when when computers just got started getting started, it would spend one percent figuring out what you wanted it to do and then 90 90 percent of its cpu power doing that thing because they're so weak uh but now it's spending 99 percent of its time with things like voice input and again, cameras trying to figure out what is the command that it wants to give and then only one percent of its massive potential just doing the thing of okay i will now get your email now that I've now that I've uh, heard you give a command, and then I can see from your emotional state, from your from your face, that you're really really angry and you don't want to see a lot of spam today. It's 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 really cool, and it's just a hint of what we're going to be seeing more of. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. It is it is a fun time to be in the tech industry. It is. So I want to thank everyone for listening. Russell, where can people find you on the line? See, you weren't second place there. Oh wow! Put you first. First. Oh no, I'm not ready. Oh no, uh, they they can uh, spell rusty shelf and they can put that into Twitter. I think you can even put a .org on the end and you'll end up on my blog. Although I don't think I have an about page on there. I think I gave up on trying to figure out how to add that to WordPress. And uh, almost as a developer, I did that thing. I'm like, I'm going to write my own blog engine. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I got I got better things to do with my life. I'm just going to walk away. You don't need to know who I am. It's fine. Just, just walk away. Yeah, just I, walk away. I'm the guy who couldn't figure out how to put an about page into WordPress. You're, you're welcome, people. <laughs> Well, if you go into the pages, no, I'm just kidding. And, uh, and that Andy, was 
there. It's just not LinkedIn. <laughs> and where can people find you, Andy? Stay connected. As usual, if you can spell my last name, you're good. I'm uh, anatko.com is where you can find my blog. Uh, you can uh, find me on Instagram and Twitter as anatko. Um, the stuff that I get paid for is usually on the Chicago Sun-Times site at suntimes.com. And I'm as I'm doing this live right now, uh, I just found out that I'm I'm eligible for a custom URL. And so I I've, told I've, you. I'm, cli I'm clicking on I have read and agreed to the custom URL terms of use. There you, you go. Just yeah, sold sure. Your I want to public my uh, confirmed choice. And you can also. Oh, now I'm. Okay. Well, Russell, in hurry theory, up really quick. In take theory, YouTube slash C slash Anatko. No, it's just saying the channel doesn't exist, but that's okay. I'm sure it'll. I'm sure slash it'll C slash Anatko. There you go. There you go. Right, slash well, C slash we'll Thank you, Yasmin, we'll, for we'll like, making me less dumb about this thing. Look at that. Look at that. Everyone is learning. Everyone is learning. You can find us at, at Material Podcast on Twitter. Uh, find us on the web at relay.fm forward slash material. Send us feedback materialpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find me at, at Yasmin Avian on Twitter. And yeah, find me on Twitter. That's that's a good place. And uh, what else? What else? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, yes. Our editor is going into full-time editing. So the person that makes sure that this, this uh, show is well, well put and cut so that we don't sound like goofballs i guess maybe maybe that's not a that's not a good introduction uh but um that he's he's looking for work so we'll put a link in the show notes if you're looking for a podcast editor go ahead and do that so i want to thank everyone for listening you can uh we already said that <laughs> we just <laughs> want to thank you for listening everyone. again because if you've made we it this far you, you get a stay double material. thanks <laughs> <laughs> stay in material stay in material